Oh, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? It's uh, No Sir Pod. I'm Carmen. This is uh, this is gonna be a di- little bit different episode. I've never done a solo episode before. This is gonna be my first time doing it. I had an episode prepared for you guys, but um, the sounds fucked up. I don't know. I I don't know what the fuck I'm doing to fix it. So I'm just gonna talk to you guys. Uh, it's gonna be me this week. I've never done this before, so we'll see how the fuck it goes. I think I just always feel like it seems even more narcissistic than everything else that I already do. For you to be like, no, no, not just my comedy, but also just my fucking uh, dr- uh, con- stream of consciousness drivel. I mean, I'm certain um, there's plenty of people that do it. I mean, and it also just makes me seem like it's like I think enough of myself that I think I'm on the same level as like Bill Burr or something like that. And I don't. Uh, I want you guys to know that I am still self-hating enough that I would never put myself in the same kind of category. But I also don't have another option. So until I figure out <laughs> this tech issue, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to you guys. Um, I think I have another guest. Yeah, I have a couple guests coming up, uh, so don't even worry about it. You're not just going to have to listen to me. But, I ne- but also, you tune in partially for me, right? See, this is what's going to happen. This is, this is my problem, is you guys are just going to end up watching me argue with myself for an hour, which seems like a bit much. And to be honest with you, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm doing pretty good for three weeks. You know, I think last night was the first night ever. It got real sad for me. Uh, And I think a real one real sad in three weeks is that's a goddamn good ratio. You know, I've just been trying to crank out uh, stupid thoughts. And my whole approach to this entire fucking thing is I'm just going to try to do the only thing that I because the only thing I ever thought that I did good was made people laugh. I was raised in an argument. I fucking... People screaming at each other didn't fuck... It w- I was always, like, feeling the most comfortable you could ever feel in the middle of chaos. You know, when, when there's, like, car crashes happening, all these loud noises, everybody's screaming. I'm there trying to figure out how to navigate this the best possible way. And my my contribution has always been i was able to break the tension to ease ease the ease the situation up a little bit you know when two friends start when the the silly argument turns when it turns real i'm the one that always reminds them that we're all friends you know what i mean it, it, if <laughs> in a shitty inside baseball uh comedy reference i am the wave for roast battle if you've never watched roast battle they have a couple of seasons of it on comedy central it's two people saying mean things to each other and then the wave is was this panel of comedians who would dress up in crazy costumes and stuff like that and anytime somebody said something really fucking mean or really like so funny it's mean they would jump on stage and do a silly little act out to kind of distract everybody to remind everybody that hey this is all in good fun uh everything's gonna be okay and that's my approach to this is i I'm just going to try to make people feel good or momentarily distract them from our eminent demise that we're because we're drowning in all the information. And there's been a lot of comedians bitching at other comedians, I guess, because we don't have regular people to bitch about. And now it's just the only thing you're doing is watching what other comics are doing and like bitching about it. So I guess I guess you're just running out of resources of things to complain about. But there's still plenty. There's still plenty. 
we're cooped up. I'm certain there's a lot of things in your place that is annoying you right now. Um, I don't know if it's better for single people or better for people with a significant other or a wife or boyfriend or whatever. I, I don't know which is better. I think it's, um, I think the sweet spot is a bit of both. I think that would be nice is like, I think it'd be the, but this is the best time to have a second family. As long as they're all quarantined, you could go back and forth, you know, <laughs> once you get tired of one and all of their bullshit, you go to another one, you know, but, um, yeah, cause I'm doing these, uh, I'm doing these online comedy shows, uh, to keep me from being sane. Cause my entire family is on the other side of the country. And, uh, now instead of my dad calling me and saying, Hey, when are you going to buy me in the house and the keys? He's like, Hey, when are you going to quit comedy and move back to Florida and work for your mom? And <laughs> cause if you don't know, my mom, uh, owns a plumbing contract contracting company and, they want me to go there because my mom wants to retire or my dad wants my mom to retire, but my mom wants to keep working so she doesn't have to hang out with my dad all the time. So this quarantine situation <laughs> is the worst for my mom. Um, but uh, they're essential, so they're still operating. And now because of this situation, she can't retire. So she's got all it's almost like this pandemic was done just for my mom, for my mom to not be able to have to hang out with my pops. Um, <laughs> this global pandemic was just so my mom could get a fucking break. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like I'm doing these silly online shows because it makes me feel good and because it makes other people feel good. Like I'm doing, they're silly. They're like, it's like a, an hour long and there's so many comics like bitching at other comics for what they're doing at this point. I don't think anybody should be criticizing anything for what they're doing because we're all being cooped up. I'm certain like it's the same kind of things where it's like, yes, yes, my DMS are full of people hitting me up. And I will say like, for the most part, I don't know if it's because I'm so assertive online or because, you know, I talk about killing men and stuff like that in my bits and people don't know if I'm joking or not. My DMS are usually pretty respectful. You know, it's it's usually way sweeter than what a lot of these other uh, female comedians get. You know, like I, I know a couple of female comedians where they'll just be like, I just want to see your fucking feet so bad. I just want to come on your tits like they're just they're just crazy people. They're like YouTube comments, but they they went over into a private arena. So it's way more how they really feel and not how they're just hating on you because they can't fuck you. And they what they self hate too much. I don't know. Um, but they have a giving people shit like like uh i have a friend of mine who was bitching about these zoom shows because they think it's gonna kill the the comedy world and it's not nobody likes doing a shittier version of the thing they love to do and and i've opened a lot of these shows talking about that where it's like this isn't stand-up comedy and i know that but i am going to create a, a place, a, a show, an experience that is the closest thing we can get to that in this weird situation, you know? Um, I just did one with uh, with Brad Williams, and he put a brick background. He CGI'd a, he had a green screen or whatever, and he brick background a fucking uh, brick wall. Or, yeah, yeah, it was like a, a fake one. And then there were people in the show that were so dumb, they actually thought the brick wall was was real. <laughs> And it's like, and it's like juvenile technology in that it's not a real green screen. You're not getting these fine lines. Like his, his foot's clipping out, his hand's clipping out because it's, it's a white wall. It wasn't an actual green screen. So it's like, you could see the, whatever. And some people are dumb and that's adorable. I just, I wish, I wish I could live my life uh, with that kind of wonderment, you know? 
I dated a dude once that I'm pretty sure is uh, is on the spectrum. And I think that was one of the things that was was nice about it is the fact that he could just be amazed regularly. Just gob gape, just, oh, fucking wow, look at that. Oh, man, that's so cool. You know how hard it is to think things are so cool when you're in their 30s? And it only gets worse as you get older. So they're giving people shit, and I get it. I, I'd love to be a purist. I would love to be like, that's disgusting. I'm not doing that, but I'm not rich. I'm not rich, and uh, I'm not going to therapy, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to therapy. I'm sorry. I think you should. I think you should work your shit out, but I've spent enough time in a Saturn by myself in my own brain. I've already figured out a way to talk to myself, and I've already figured out a way to navigate it, i.e. three weeks, only one big sad sesh. Come on. That's a good ratio. I'm working on my shit. I regularly work on it. Um, am I perfect? Of course not. Then I would be a sociopath if I thought I was perfect. But I, uh, <laughs> but this is something that does make me feel good. Performing, making people feel good is the thing that fills that hole that is in my chest that will never be filled. You know? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in any way, shape, or form that I can. And um, and also, it's it's... Isn't it just as masturbatory as this? Isn't this the same thing? What's the difference? Anyone know? I don't. The difference is uh, it's being branded as a comedy show. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the same kind of Hannah Gatsby, uh, that should have been called a one-woman show. That's not a comedy special. She cries in it. Of course it couldn't be a comedy special. Maybe that's what it is, you know? Granted, I I watched one one person shows. I watched Eric Bogosian's uh, pounding nails into the floorboard with my forehead, and fucking uh, you know, and that's all. It, whatever, I get it. Hate on things you can hate on. I'm still gonna fucking do it, and I'm not gonna feel bad about it. You know, because a lot of like that's been the thing is like as I've been booking these shows, like some comics have been kind of apprehensive about doing it, and then once they do it, they're like. Then in three days, I get messages. Hey, how did you do that Zoom show? I want to do that because I'm still. It's I wanted to provide a situation where people who are cooped up in their houses have an experience where they're in. Like it's there's people. There's a person that is doing something for you right then and there. It's not produced. It's not a fucking Netflix special. It's never gonna be the same again. That's the, I mean the, that's the other reason why uh when my buddy Brett was like bitching that it's gonna ruin. Com- it's not. No, human beings will never not want a live experience. That's never going to happen. We're human beings. If that was the case, then this would be great for everybody. And it's not. It's just great for people who love isolation. It's great for the depressed, and it's great for uh, introverts. But people who are anxious, it's not good. Even though they're probably, like, a lot of anxious people are like, see, I fucking told you. There's a lot of people with hypochondria right now that are fucking really getting the opportunity to pat themselves on the back. And, you know, they need this win, okay? They need this win. They've they've spent <laughs> they've spent enough money going to the hospital and them telling them that they're fine. That this is their payback. This is their fucking payback. So, I just want to yeah. I just wanted a, a little fucking you know a little fucking distraction and it makes me and the comedians feel better. And with that, there's probably gonna be less less comedian suicides in this situation. So I'm really just trying to fucking help. And that's the problem is I'm trying to be a nice lady. And, uh, you know, and people are shitting on it. Not me in particular, but I'm taking it on because I'm insecure. I am probably about three months away from starting to post thirst trap 
pictures though. I think that's where I'm at. I mean, I've watched I've watched uh there's a lot of female comedians that that's part of their shit. It's like, "Oh, this is me being funny and then here's my ass." And then this is me being And that's like that's pretty big on the Instagram culture. So at this point I'm just I I don't care. It's just never been my thing. You know, it's one of those things. You know how I feel about it? I feel about how like bigoted people uh would always justify them hating gay people. You know, it's just like, I don't care if they do it. Just don't bring it around me, you know? So, and I've always reserved the thirst in uh, all that stuff. For me, that always just, it was like a, like a one-on-one situation. You know what I mean? Like a, like a show and tell, but the only other person in the classroom was the person you were sure. There was just one person at the show and tell show, you know? So f- sex has never been my angle for advertisement. I got no problem talking about it. I got no problem, you know. If that's your thing, if you're the twa, if you're a twa comic, I don't give a fuck about it. You know what I mean? Talk about whatever you want. It's not like I shy away from it, but it's just not my brand, I guess. But you know, three more months of me looking at these, you know, six walls, eight. <laughs> There's three rooms. <laughs> I don't know math anymore. It it might it might get to it might come to that. Probably not, but because uh because the ego. So I probably won't. So I don't have an OnlyFans yet is what I'm saying. But uh, it has been brought to my attention that a lot of women are selling pictures of their feet now, which is a nice way. That's a nice way to ease into it. You know, maybe you work from the feet up. But again, that's again, that's something to me that I'm probably not going to do because I like I've been I think it's because I've been with so many dudes that like me that it's just like it's just one of those things where it's like that's special. You know what it is, guys, is I can't post thirst trap pics because I'm a romantic. I'm a closeted fucking gay romantic is what it is. And I hate it. I hate it. But that's because, you know, I got a high testosterone. So it's like anytime I start feeling like a chick, I feel like I'm being emasculated by myself. It's a very weird conundrum to be in the middle of. But I hope you guys are all wearing masks. That's a thing. We're all wearing masks. Or we look we basically just look like a bunch of motorcyclists. Everybody's wearing a bandana, like in the river in the Wild West. But it there's like a fucking Hello Kitty on the front of it. Just <laughs> just the lamest fucking motorcyclists on the planet. Instead of Hell's Angels, it's Heaven's Angels. All right. You know who I think really have has has this figured out is the guys that just bought sex robots before all this shit hit you know because they're really getting to fucking plow it out they're really getting you know because they still get some interaction they're like programmable you know you can have a conversation with them kind of and it's kind of like just enough of a conversation you would want from being cooped up with a woman right you don't really want to know all of their thoughts you just want to talk to them enough to where you see their mouth move enough and then your dick twitches i'm kidding obviously but still um I think that's the way to go, man. Fucking sex robot, I think that'll really help you get through a pandemic. I think that's the sweet spot between people who are in relationships and have their entire, staying with their entire families and people who are single and by themselves. Because I'm watching both of those types of people start to crack. Some people, uh, like initially, I, th- I don't know if people are fucking or fighting more. Uh, probably both. I think it's one of those things where uh, when you're an intense person like me and you have no fucking boundaries, when you're like when you're in a, a relationship immediately with somebody, you you are capable of going all the way in maybe too fast. You know, um, I can get to the nitty gritty with someone like first date type shit, which is usually very scary to people. 
But people having like people are now staying in the same space with someone so much that I think that and maybe they're being able to navigate it by, you know, fuck you. I'm going to the den. Don't talk to me for two days. Um, But having to really uh, have a lot of these conversations that maybe you can get distracted by everyday life to not have to have, you know, and it's really, really showing people if who they picked was the right person. Or at least right enough to spend this much time with, you know? Because some people can't leave. Some people can't, are incapable of leaving, but they're gone long enough where they tolerate the other person. You ever see those couples, those two two people where they're just like, (laughs) it looks like they're always holding on by a thread. They're just so fragile that any single thing could just make them spin out of control into a huge fight. I mean, I love watching those couples in public. So entertaining. I mean, that's all that is, is actual reality television. You know, I think the only the premise for reality television is us, uh, you know, going out to water our lawn where our next or where our next door neighbors are fighting. That's all the premise of fucking reality television is, is we're watching other people fight so then we can be like, oh, thank God, not me. But everybody being inside so much right now, I think they fucking... I think they're fucking more, which I think is good. I think everybody should be fucking. I think that's, I think that keeps people, you keep your balls strained, you keep, you, you keep your head clear. You know what I mean? Come and helps. Come and helps. But at the same time, you can't help but get fucking annoyed by the people that are around you. Like I'm, I'm in a really big fight right now. I'm in a really big fight right now with my rack of sunglasses. You know what I mean? I set you up in a particular way and you know, don't, don't fuck with my order. You know, it's sure I'm the one that rearranged it, but still, but I've been having a lot of fun doing these fucking shows, man. I really, uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's really made me feel good. Um, I have gotten to the level of boredom where I have started making TikTok videos. Follow me at the, at the funny Carmen. Uh, have you guys told anybody about this fucking podcast? I know I don't do this right. I know that. I found that out from several other podcasters. I don't advertise this right. I don't do any of this shit right. I just want to, it's it's an hour a week where I am trying to, and listen, and I know that you guys that listen, you're all fucking voyeurs. None of you care about being engaged with. None of you are interested. <laughs> None of you are interested in all of the tricks and stuff that like other podcasters, or maybe you do, but maybe just not with me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm supposed to be like like advertising to you, which also feels annoying. <sighs> and now and now more than ever, because everybody's listening to podcasts more because, again, they just want to block out the sounds of the other people in their house that I should be doing all this stuff. But it, it, again, it also feels uh, lame. And um, the difference with the Zoom shows and the difference between uh that is I think I think I'm doing the lame the lame version of comedy right now because we're in this situation I'm not doing it because I am lame you know I mean what am I talking about we're all lame I talk for a living that's fucking lame as shit but it's a great scam if I'm being honest it's a great scam I do uh it is interesting to watch different levels of people giving a shit about this unfolds like my family's in Florida there's a lot of people that aren't taking this seriously at all um and I'm worried about that because my folks are old you know and that's a that's something else that I've noticed is a a lot of people don't give a fuck about old people is that what it is 
Is the Trump voting part of it so much you don't care if they die from this disease? Like, also, fuck you. Then the other side of that is is people pretending like they give a fuck about old people, you know? I'm a big fan. I used to caretake this uh, tiny little old Jewish lady named Roz, if you could th- imagine an, an even more hilarious <laughs> stereotype. She she had the accent and everything. It was so cute. And um, I called to check on her, and she is another one. She's like, she's like a legit agoraphobic she does like I I think I've gotten her to leave the house maybe twice in the two in like the year and a half or two years I took care of her. Um and then I, I I mean I got an affinity for old people. I do. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's because to me it's just the childhood on the other end. Or maybe it's just because I feel bad for them because I know they're going to die soon. I don't know what it is, but there is a part of me that doesn't maybe it's the fact that I'm Hispanic. Maybe that's it, because we don't fucking kill our old people. We let them live in our house until they're dead, and then we're sad, and then we get rid of them, you know? And we have a garage sale with all of their geriatric shit. I don't know what it is, but I do think some people are being a little bit disrespectful to the fucking old people. I went to I went to the, uh, the grocery store the other day. Um, went to a Trader Joe's, I think, and they have the whole thing set up. They have, like, X's on the ground for it to be six feet everybody between six feet and there's all these people waiting right and I'm going at like 4 p.m because the other thing I love about this pandemic is people who aren't working are now keeping comedians hours I love it I'm I'm, this is this is how it is on the road all the time the only difference is is on the road I get to go out and perform and have people uh shower shower me with adoration buy my shit I make money and then I go home and it's isolation you know, because unless you go out with the audience afterwards, it's a fucking it's a box. You're going back to the hotel and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully you have somebody that cares about you that you can fucking FaceTime fuck or something. Um, That's what it is. That's what's life on the road for most comics. But I have been able to figure out a way to entertain myself. And maybe that's because I'm a little bit dumb. Maybe that's it. Maybe because I'm part dumb, I can distract myself enough to to not be reminded of how sad this could be if I was constantly thinking about it all the time. So I'm at this Trader Joe's and I'm waiting there because I, I, cause I've been cooking a lot. I think everybody has, right? Men and women are both getting back in the kitchen. I am doing it barefoot, but I'm not pregnant, you know, because I know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm there. I'm waiting in, in line for this uh, to go inside. I get to the front of the line and this tiny little frail old lady is standing there, eyes big, looks scared, and she starts talking to, she looks like she's lost, too, and I was like, oh, no, maybe she's dementia-ridden, how do I, how do I comfort this woman from six feet away, and then I hear her talking to the clerk, the lady that works at the Trader Joe's that's passing out hand sanitizer, and wiping down carts, and she was telling her that she was like, hey, I was here in the morning, because she was, the clerk was like, hey, look, you should come back in the morning, there's a lot of, like, you know, people in the middle age here, young people here that might have it and give it to you, you're the one that's, you know, gonna die, and she was like, I did come in the morning, because a lot of these grocery stores, they're opening early for an hour, so the old people go shopping, or just the first hour is for the old people, they're only letting old people in, um, which I think is sweet. I think that's a fucking great move. Yeah, they're the ones that are up at four o'clock in the morning, anyways. Let them in first. I'm there. I'm waiting to go in. I'm at the front. She's telling. She was like, "Oh, I was here early, but there was this huge line, 
and I got scared. I didn't want, and, and then the lady explained to her, that's a different line. Those are the people waiting to go in after the old people. That's where we're at. You know, for a country that really bitches a lot about communism, you waiting in line for toilet paper really looks like a lot of the videos of people waiting in line for gas in Cuba. I'm just saying, this is very close. I think we might be being sold a lie. We're being sold a lie of democracy while communism is is, uh, is being implemented. I don't know if that's true. That's just me being ridiculous. But it still looks the same. There's a lot of fucking parallels. We're getting rationed toilet paper, dude. We're getting rationed toilet paper for a disease that doesn't make you shit. Really smart. From there, this old lady's telling her she she was there and she got scared or whatever. And there's, if there's any way she could she could go into the store. And then the clerk looks at me because I'm the first one in line now. And she goes, well, it's up to her. Up to me. Why are you giving me this power? Why is this old woman's, uh, the determination of this old woman's future being put on me? And then, the, of course, the tiny little old lady's looking at me with eyes wide, you know, scared, worried. She doesn't want to be an asshole, but she also doesn't know what else to do. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And then I was like, I don't give a fuck. Go. Go in. I don't care. I don't care. There's no toilet paper inside anyways. I'm going shopping at 4 p.m. If anything, I am literally picking over what everybody has already picked over. And that's fine. I'll fucking Frankenstein together what I need, you know? But so I was like, yeah, absolutely go in front of me. And then she started worrying for me. She was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to upset everybody else in line. I don't want to fucking. First of all, you came up here, bitch. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew you were going to cut in line. And then I leaned in. You know, I'm still six feet away. I leaned in and I go, I don't give a fuck if these people are mad. Okay. I was like, you're the one that's closer to death. Fuck all these people. Stop worrying about them. Go buy your dried mangoes or whatever the fuck. You know, go buy your prunes to make sure you're fucking not compacted. That lady died. Oh, God rest her soul. But I still got to feel like a hero. There's a lot of people talking about uh, what they think is actually happening. The conspiracy theory world right now is, is, is spinning out of control, which I think is interesting. But to me, if anything, I think it's always fun to question everything. But I think what happened is... You know, every few years, every every election, there's always a, uh, an epidemic scare, right? And it, the, the timing to me is always very coincidental and very, hmm, that's interesting how that happened at the same time. But what I think happened is they, it is, it, it's usually more controlled. And with this mutation of this virus, I think that that might have spun out of control. And now we have an actual global pandemic of things. I mean, some people don't think this disease is real. And to, to, uh, to that, I don't know anyone personally. Nobody in my family has got it, but they're also not dumb. They're also quarantining themselves. They're also not like, like, I, dude, that's the other thing <laughs> is I, I drove, I drove when I was driving to, to the grocery store the other day, there was like a pack of like 15 people all walking their dogs together. What? You're defeating the purpose of all of us being home. You think because you got a puppy with you that makes you immune? Like all of these people, like so. So I'm. I just. I just can't wait until a fucking outbreak outbreak happens in the, in my fucking neighborhood because I'm in an area. I'm at the base of a mountain. You know, 
we already are pretty separate. We're not living on top of each other like in more the more congested parts of the city. So I have a I there's a luxury here of me not having as many people around to have to have to worry about that. And um but these people are just all walking together. I'm like, you're the ones, you're being Florida right now in that you're not taking this seriously and you're doing the opposite of social distancing. And so now all of, so now you and fucking Herb, like you and your, your fucking crocheting circle, you and your golf buddies are all going to get it. You fucking idiots. What are you guys doing to spend your time? That's what I'm, I'm tired of everybody asking me if I'm okay. And I know, I know it's because I'm doing this bit online right now where I have a roll of toilet paper named Scott that is my boyfriend. And I can't tell you how many people have hit me up asking me if I've lost my fucking mind, which is insulting, first of all, because it's like, thanks, uh, thank you that it took me a week and a half. It took me a week and a half to lose my mind. That's how that's how fragile you think my my fucking mental capacity is, is I can't fucking handle a little, I can't handle a touch of isolation. Come on. We still have FaceTime. I can still communicate with people. It does suck as an introvert. You know what I mean? I am talking to everybody at that grocery store. It is annoying. I know that. I know that. But I'm also only getting to perform once a week, maybe. (laughs) But I think that uh, that was the line one of my friend, my friend Jody, who's in Singapore right now having the time of his life just fucking riding a motorcycle through the winding roads of Singapore, uh, he, his line was, there's a fragile line between hilarious and madness. And I'm like, okay, dude, but my madness is not going to be me actually believing that this roll of toilet paper is my boyfriend. I'm just saying. I think I would crack in a more interesting way than that. That's all ego. We'll move on. Um, but I am. I'm doing this silly thing where I go. I'll, I'll go out to the coast and take a drive through the mountains. That's the other thing I'm doing is I'm going around and looking at nature. I go and look at the stuff and look. I look. You look. You look nice. You don't look like you're worried about this. Me talking to a plant. You know. You look like you're handling this pretty well. You're just you know breathing in oxygen. And so and it's nice. It's refreshing to be like, oh yeah, I just have to not die. That's my whole the whole point in all this is uh, you can put your life's purpose on hold until this is over, which isn't that bad. It's not that bad. People are getting to create more. I mean, I know everybody's going live now, which is annoying. I don't know what's sadder. Everybody going live all the time or the fact that a friend of my a friend of a comedian friend of mine who will take he takes he goes live and takes a nap and people are watching it. People really will watch anything. I'm not going live. Like I said, I'm doing these tiny shows. I want people to come and because I still have thoughts. I'm still I still got new thoughts. There's a lot of people that are up in arms about that. A lot of creative type folks, a lot of artists, a lot of um, comedians, musicians and stuff that don't feel creative at all right now because they're being they're drowning in fear. And I think that's okay too. I don't think you have to. But I think it's the same kind of thing with like processing trauma. In any way, some people are going to make jokes about it to make themselves feel better, to, to, to maybe belittle that experience in their own head to make it more manageable. Some people, uh, it's huge and it's too big to do that. And you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't make fun of that because that's so scary to me. And I think those people uh, don't have to make anything. But it's the same kind of thing of uh, like offensive jokes, the idea of be- something being too soon. You know, um, there's probably like six coronavirus jokes that are all being re 
branded and reworded over and over and over again. We're all cooped up, so we're all eating a bunch. Um, uh, if anybody sneezes, coronavirus, like all that stuff. We talked about it. There was a previous gripe of the week. Um, Joseph John, I think, had that gripe of the week that was talking about the memes. Like, they're all the same because there's what else? Are we, what other jokes are we going to fucking do about it? What else? There's no new experience for us to bring a new perspective to it. Um, I try to. That's why I'm dating a roll of toilet paper. (laughs) That's my fucking contribution. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's okay for you to be scared right now. And it's okay for you to not want to make stuff right now. And it's okay if you're not scared right now and it's okay if you do make stuff right now i'm also not gonna shit on anybody if they make something shitty right now some people probably think the whole toilet paper thing i'm doing right now is lame i I don't care it makes me laugh at the fact that we're being rationed out things that we shouldn't be rationed out have you guys watched tiger king i did watch it i watched it i binge watched it i probably i think i split it up in two days I'm going to give my thoughts on it. If you haven't seen it, I probably will only talk about it for a couple of minutes so you can fast forward. Um, but also, it's not something that you really need to fucking be precious about it being spoiled because there's already so many there's so many that's the there's so many fucking memes about it. It's fine. Carol Baskins definitely killed her husband without question. And she actually she's in Tampa. She's a Florida girl and she was actually being telemarketed. There's a comedy club in Tampa called Side Splitters. And a lot of comedy clubs back in the day, and a lot of them don't do this anymore. Some of them still do. But what they do, they, you know, you'd come to a show, they'd, you'd write a comment card, you give them your phone number and your email address. And then maybe on your birthday, they'll call you and go, you got tickets for your birthday or something. And they would telemarket shows like that you know, give away these birthday packs whenever they would have weeks of shows that didn't have a lot of com, like a lot of uh, attendance. So for instance, say you one week you book a somebody who's a draw, you'll book somebody that's like fucking, I don't, I don't know who's a draw right now. Nobody's a fucking draw right now. Or Brad's, Brad's a good example. Brad Williams is a draw. Brad doesn't, Brad is famous enough. He doesn't, they don't need to comp the room for Brad. Everybody will pay to see Brad. But then you got somebody like me who's not famous you know, Brad's maybe making like this. And I don't know. This is all hearsay. But say Brad's like a, like a five thousand dollar. He makes more than this. But it just for the sake of this example, say Brad's like a five to ten thousand dollar headliner for the weekend. I'm probably like a fifteen hundred dollar to two thousand dollar headliner because I'm less of a draw. And then so then they'll paper the room. They'll give away tickets for somebody that's less famous. And then that helps with them so they can still sell chicken tenders and fucking cocktails. And it helps the comic who's not who's a good at comedy but not famous because then they're like, oh, shit, who's this person? I'll follow this person and listen to their podcast now. By the way, are you guys telling people about this fucking podcast? I think it's interesting enough, right? No? Email me at nosirpod at gmail.com. I'm the only one that's reading these fucking emails right now because I'm not paying anybody because uh, I'm not famous enough to pay everybody on a team. Email me. Let me know. Um, so Carol Baskin lives in Tampa and she used to get telemarketed by the comedy club and she would never go because she was always so busy, quote unquote. And, um, but she definitely killed her husband without question. Look, man, I know the eyes of somebody who's done something wrong and has gotten away with it. I know because I have those eyes and 
the shit the and and I know and granted, listen, I've seen a Michael Morton documentary, okay? I know that you can edit something to to create a narrative to make people feel a type of way at the end of it. I mean, isn't that the point of it? You film all of these animals being slaughtered and all the fucked up parts of it, so then people, uh, so you can criticize the the fucking uh, the food, um, the food the food companies. <laughs> You could criticize, you know, the Monsantos of the world that are, you know, slowly poisoning us. Um, I get it. So they might have cut it to make her look guilty. But the way that woman runs her current husband, too, like, there's no way she's not beating the shit out of that guy. And that's not to say that I think Joe should be freed. That was another rumor that I heard is uh, <laughs> is Trump might pardon Joe Exotic. But uh, but I also think some of the other people involved should have got some heat, too. I think that Jeff Lowe guy should have gotten arrested and put in jail um, because he was painfully, obviously, not even very good at manipulation. Unfortunately, they're fr- he was working with people who were, you know, trusting folks that just only wanted to scam people that did them wrong. And th- those are people in, in, you know, money's involved, too. So that that always is persuasive. But. Yeah, I don't know if Joe should be free. Putting out a $3,000 hit on somebody is also very, very funny. How insulting to know that your life is only worth three grand when a tiger is worth two. Isn't that funny? You could either <laughs> you could either save up, buy a tiger, and or you could save up another $1,000 and, you know, get somebody killed. I'm pretty. If you guys are old school listeners, you guys probably remember uh, when Brian when Brian Vokey was on. He used to have a bit about um, being on the dark web and how you could get somebody assassinated for really cheap. I think the the number he saw was like something was like something like a few hundred dollars. So he, whenever we would be on the road and somebody would heckle him, he would threaten them, but they, because their life was only worth a few hundred dollars. So seeing that, which was all fun and games because it was a joke, but now. 3k but three grand obviously wasn't enough or the guy would have gone through with it but it wasn't enough money so what do you think it is five grand i think it depends on the personal vendetta i think the i think it fluctuates it's you know what it is it's kind of like that that game about um would you suck a dick for 50 million dollars or would you suck a dick for x amount of money is always that game that guys always play when they're in circles trying to not be gay but somehow being in a circle jerk talking about sucking dick Whenever that happens, I think I think how much would you kill an X person is the it's the same game. How much you'd pay to kill somebody that you couldn't fucking stand? I mean, there isn't a lot cuz there isn't a lot of people that I like for sure like to the point of my core even the ex that cheated on me. Like I don't know if it was enough to make me like my rage only goes to the point of beating somebody up. It never really goes to the point of wanting to murder them like I'm not killing cats and stuff like that like I mean I I got some of that in my bloodline but that's not me but I'm also uh not scared to if I need to you know I've been going to the gun range my aim's pretty good my aim's pretty good I don't know how bad this is gonna get but I do know if I come across a weapon that has a barrel in a chamber or you know if I already have one of those I'm gonna know how to use it and wield it you just gotta be prepared it's not like doomsday preppers where I'm building a bunker 
Although those guys seem a little bit, a little less crazy now, right? I think our, those, those guys are probably like the most that are like, see, I fucking told you. <laughs> but maybe maybe we could bo- go borrow toilet paper from them since they have a silo full of it. I will bring up, if you haven't bought a bidet, you should. I've used a toilet pa- one toilet paper roll per week. My Brondel is, it's, kick, it's kicking ass. It's actually watering ass. It's cleaning my butt. And, and if you haven't got, if you haven't bought one, you should buy a fucking attachment. You got nothing but time to install it. There's plenty of YouTube videos on how to do it. Save yourself some fucking anguish and you get to feel so fresh and so clean, clean. Here's the other thing I found out is even though our sponsorship by Brondell is over, my promo code still works. So if you guys want to go to Brondell and use the promo code, no sir, you get 20% off. I don't get any money from it, but if you want to save some fucking money on a, if, on a fucking thing, use it. I found out at work the other day because I was just, uh, you know, looking. Just looking. You know, I just got a lot of time on my hands. Joe Exotic was so charming that he convinced two straight guys to be their husbands. I mean, sure. I, and and that happens. You can be in a relationship where there isn't a lot of sex. That's happened before. I've been in those relationships. Remember when I talked about earlier about dating a guy that was on the spectrum? I hardly had sex with that guy. Um, you That can happen. That can very much happen. But at the same time, you're probably, I mean, you're, if you're getting trucks and four-wheelers and copious amounts of methamphetamines, you're gonna do something. But there had to, like, he would, like, he had to, the, the charm on that guy. Like, a lot of it was pretty ridiculous. There was, there, I remember years, because I'm from Florida, so I remember years ago, because of the feud between Carol and Joe, I remember somebody telling me about Joe Exotic TV. It was the same kind of deal, like there was this old, um, there was this old infomercial in Orlando that everybody used to quote all the time. We got AC that will set you free. Come on down to, what was it? Fam- Family Auto Mart. That's what it was. It was Family Auto Mart. And there was this dude who was, the, he was the same shape as Violet from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He was the same shape as her, just, the, he was a fucking he was a sphere with a head on it it was amazing i had only ever seen another person that had no shape other than completely round with legs and a head then it was mr varn my fifth grade uh my fifth grade teacher and the guy from family auto mart and then violet from willy wonka and the chocolate factory those were it, and he would just do these really bad infomercials and sometimes they would have like a cute dog on the hood and he would have this like adorable skinny chick that would be like, we also have this. And everybody used to talk about him. And Joe Exotic was like one of those things where it was just like before Reddit was a thing, before the Internet was a thing like this was our Tim and Eric was us making fun of these actual infomercial things. And I remember years ago. Years and years ago, uh, somebody telling me about Joe Exotic, and it was just, it, that wasn't really my brand. Like, I'm not a big Tim and Eric person. I'm not a big, uh, I saw it. I watched Family Auto Mart, but I wasn't watching it religiously and knowing all the different versions of the commercials and stuff like that. I didn't go down the rabbit hole. I just dipped a toe in. But that's kind of my thing with everything. I don't like to commit to anything so much, except for, I guess, except for comedy and, and uh Music and even music. I'm not a good music. I'm not a music nerd. I don't know the information about the bands. I don't know the names of the the members. I know some of them, but not enough to be like actually like I'm not one of those people. But I'm not one of those people about anything. It just seems like a lot of work to care that much about intricate de- details. 
so Joe Exotics, Joe TV or Joe Exotic TV was a thing that like friends of mine would they just loved. And I remember like I think I watched maybe one episode years ago. So I knew of him, but I forgot about it. I forgot about it until this came out. And then I was like, all right, everybody was talking about it. So I watched it. And the other takeaway was like, oh, look, look at all these psychos that don't live in Florida. Maybe Florida can fucking ease up on getting all the heat all the time. You know, Oklahoma, Doc Antle and his weird commune like maybe that guy should be locked up for fucking grew. He, he was do- he was grooming. <laughs> he was doing the same kind of shit like Drake was doing where you're like grooming these like texting underage women, getting them into the, like there obviously is something that is magnetic about being around animals that can maul you to death and then being domesticated. Like that is something that is a, uh, that is, I don't know if it's because our frontal lobe is developed the way that it is, but it is something that it's like, like a dominating experience. So when you get to hold the child of an animal that can maul you or murder you to death, there has got to be something fucked up that happens in our brain that like, is like, ooh, that makes you feel a type of way that you're special. And that's all, isn't that ultimately what everybody's trying to feel is special, you know? They're either tr- either they're special and they're trying to feel like everybody else or they're not special and they want to feel special. I think having a fucking tiger uh, does that. Like, I mean, I can't. It's part of the reason why I used to want to own a bird. I ha- I owned a bird when I was a kid. I had a Malukan cockatoo named Macho because he was born on the night of the Macho Camacho fight. And I had this animal that could fly, but he couldn't fly because he lived in my house and he had a cage and shit. And I was always jealous because he, um, the guy that ultimately I ended up giving him away because they lived like 80 years. And by the time I was like 19 or I don't, I got rid of him way earlier than I was, I think 16 or 17. Like I didn't want to take care of this fucking bird anymore. So I gave it back to the guy that was breeding him and he had like a way better relationship with the bird. The bird would like go and like fly to the root. He would let, let his wings grow out. His wings weren't clipped. He would fly around the house. He would let him outside and he would fly around and then he would come back, you know? And I think, uh, I, that, that never even crossed my mind. So the fact that you can like hang out with these incredible animals, there's gotta be something that's incredibly magnet, magnetic about it. And that's also probably why so many people own them. Cause that's the other part of this documentary is to be like, there's, 4,000 of them in real life not living in captivity and then there's 10,000 of them in the United States alone of people just having them as pets or zoos and all that stuff but that Doc Antle guy was fucking that's a that guy's that guy's legit creepy and also if you own an animal sanctuary and, and an animal gets sick just like your dog gets sick if it's $60,000 to feed these fucking animals, I don't know how much it costs to euthanize them, but you can go and get your cat put down because it's an inconvenience because it's old and sneezy and like annoying and shits everywhere. You can go and kill that fucking thing for 60 bucks. You know, is it heart wrenching? Of course. Is it difficult? Of course. But that's also going to be part of it. If you're going to own these animals at some point when they get old and sick and you can't, I mean, you know what I mean? They're, they're fighting with all the other ones. Like, at some point, they got to be euthanized. That might be because I'm from Florida, and sometimes you got to take the dog and go out back. You know, um, I don't think it, I think it's fucked up if you're killing them and there's nothing wrong with them. Yes, that's not cool. Not cool, dude. 
But just because you found some skulls in the back doesn't mean that they weren't fucking sick and old. The Doc Antle guy hiring these underage women to like take care of all these animals and then like coercing them. He was like grooming these women or, you know, young women to they became women. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like some real manipulation shit. I mean, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just the tigers. Maybe that's it because Doc Antle and Joe Exotic are both hideous looking dudes. There is nothing. Did you see that disgusting piece of fucking abdominable snowman pube patch on that guy's fucking lower lip? There's not Doc Antle, obviously. There's nothing really attractive about either one of them if you take all of this other stuff away, you know? So maybe it is just the tigers. I mean, it, it was pretty laid out pretty well when Jeff Lowe starts talking about the fucking um, bringing the ti- baby, the, the cubs, the baby tigers to fucking Vegas. All these hot people, all these attractive people wanting to go up to their... T- and yeah, if, if somebody was like, hey, do you want to go up to my room in Vegas and see a baby tiger? I'm going to go. But I'm going to have a weapon on me too. Nobody's going to fucking fuck me against my will. I'm going to go. I'm going to pet that fucking tiger. And then I'm going to leave. Anyways, those are my thoughts on the Tiger King. Overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. And uh, of course, batshit crazy live like that. But it wasn't surprising to me either. Maybe it's because I'm Florida and there's there's tons of those types of people there. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm tired of people asking me if I'm okay, but I hope you guys are dealing with this as best you can because that's all we can do is just try. So um, let me do the grape of the week. It's about that time. Let me uh, show you the little grape of the week action. By the way, if you want to go see a um, one of my Zoom shows, it's all on my social media, at no sir pod. By the way, if you're not following, uh, at no sir pod, at the funny Carmen make sure um, you guys are telling people about it too. So please, 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 please. Ripe of the week from Kristen E. Haynes is I just want to do my own grocery shopping. Is that so much to ask? No, it's not, but you are just going to have to wear gloves and a mask. You can go grocery shopping. You just got to risk. You got to take the risk, boo. That's all. Um, but th- that is another thing that's happened is like Instacart and there's all these like delivery services that are happening. So you really get to, especially with these little live comedy shows, I mean, you get to feel like a sultan where you're like, bring me my food, bring me my entertainment. <laughs> so you can, I, I went grocery shopping the other day. You can't, it's just scary. That's all. Gwen Sunkel's gripe of the week is my microwave stopped working and now I have to heat my food up in the oven like a peasant. Well, I, truth be told to everyone listening, I don't own a microwave. I don't own a toaster oven. I only have a stove. And I've lived that way. Even when I lived with roommates, the last two places I lived, no, I don't think, no. No, no microwave. It doesn't bother me. But I also don't mind cooking. I also don't mind toasting my bagels in the oven. That shit doesn't bother me. I don't know if it's a peasant thing. I think it's a lazy thing. I think it is a uh, it is a convenience thing that we've all been used to. When I'm at my parents' house, I'll use their microwave to heat up leftovers. 
But sometimes I don't. Sometimes it just tastes better being reheated in the oven. And I think you're worth it. I think you're worth the tiny little bit of effort, you know? Matt LeBlanc, his gripe of the week is an angry 17-year-old stepdaughter that he's quarantined with because she's always angry. She has her sudden mood swings. She's locking herself in the room, and she's pure lazy. Okay, yes, but first of all, she's 17. She's upset. She also isn't able to get the attention that she likes, uh, that she gets from going to school. All that being from her friends, being from teenage boys, you know, the only way that she has. And she's also going through a lot hormonally. So she's cooped up in this house, doesn't get a break from you, just like you don't get a break from her. So she's lashing out. She's lashing out out of boredom. There's a lot of chicks that are fucking fighting with their boyfriends right now because they're bored and they don't know what the fuck to do. So, I mean, I get it, but it's also, uh, it is annoying to deal with. My friend, guess the previous guest on the podcast, Felicia Michaels, uh, if you don't follow her on social media, you should because she, <laughs> I'm slowly watching her, <laughs> her mental capacity to handle her two teenage fucking boys in her house slowly diminish, and it's very funny. Um, Amber Preston's gripe of the week is I'm sick of eating groceries. Well, the good news about that is there's takeout. You can go and uh, and get fucking takeout. I don't know why people are acting like you can't leave your house. Here's a pro tip. If you want to act like you're going out to eat, get takeout and eat it in the car. Boom. You're eating out. You're eating out in a different place. You're eating at a new restaurant, you know? Joshua Taylor's gripe of the week. His, he goes, does anyone want to trade? Anyone want to trade? This isn't a gripe. Anyone want to trade a lighter for some rice? I have eight pounds of rice and two pounds of herb and no lighter. Oof, that's rough. That's rough. I did have a small panic attack the other day because um, I couldn't find a lighter. Turns out, once you go through every single drawer you have, like I have, you find like 19 lighters. I have so many lighters. I should mail this kid one. That'd be funny. If he just had a random lighter show up to his house. All right. Grape of the Week from Davey Charles, formerly known as Dave Yates, who's changed his name. I don't know who he is now. But is my goddamn roommates sending screenshots and articles to the roommate group chat about the death tolls from the Rona? Yeah, I think we all have the same information readily available to us that if we want to go down a a reality check rabbit hole, we're very capable of getting the information for that. We don't need to be bombarded with it, especially not in a fucking group text, you know? That group text should be reserved for, hey, I know there's a pandemic happening, but stop eating my fucking Greek yogurt, okay? None of us want to go to the grocery store. Stop fucking eating my food. Go buy your own. Go get it delivered. There's Instacart. Go order takeout, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's super frustrating. Michael Glazer's gripe of the week is people browsing while grocery shopping. Get your familiar shit and move on. This is no time to stand in the middle of the aisle curious about what's that new milk? Interesting. This <laughs> On my trip to that Trader Joe's, I was this, I was you griping and also the problem. I was the problem and the solution of this gripe, dude. That's exactly what would happen. Because I would be like, okay, I got to get this. I got to get this. And then I would get distracted by something. And I'm like, oh, I never seen a, I never seen, you know, I didn't know they sold gnocchis here. That's interesting. I just fucking start. <laughs> just Meanwhile, there's a dude because I, you know, I was high while I was grocery shopping because um, I just figured it'd be easier to, to navigate this shit while I was stoned. So I, <laughs> 
there's like this this dude just standing six feet away from me waiting for me to move and i was just like oh my god my bad my bad my bad um the difference is is i'm not oblivious i checked myself and i immediately moved once i realized what was happening um and and was conscious of it the rest of the time but yeah it (laughs) yeah i was like and then when somebody else started browsing i was immediately that guy that was waiting that was like what the fuck dude get your shit and get out so i'm on both sides of that that was pretty uh that's pretty funny uh, I'm torn between that one and so far that one and the the roommate one are my favorites. Andrea Gazetta, her gripe of the week is the Wisconsin primary election endangering all of my friends. Yeah, that was a dick move, Wisconsin. That's fucked up. It was raining and hailing and there were people standing in the rain and hail, which also... uh. Your body temperature being dropped makes your immune system weaker, so it makes you more susceptible to getting sick. And you're standing in a line of a bunch of fucking people who are just trying to vote. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Jasmine Gong's Grab of the Week fan, a uh, friend of the podcast, big fan of hers. By the way, um, she has an, atti- she's an adorable little tiny baby. I also feel weird about people like that. My friend Q is pregnant and having to deal through, like, navigate all this. That's the shit I'm worried about. It's like, if you have anything else go wrong with you and you have to go to the hospital now, oof, that's got to be rough, you know? Like, if you, if you were, had a, if your if you finally got around to doing all that shit your wife asked you to do five years ago and you're having to clean out your gutters and you fall off a ladder and you snap your wrist or you fucking, you know, get tennis elbow or you break your leg. You know, you get a fracture on your femur, whatever the fuck the case is. You having to go to the ER right now has got to be the worst because everybody's going there for this one thing. And then you're there in excruciating pain, but they're still like, "Ah, but you don't even have the virus. Like, (laughs) we did not feel pretty at the ball. You know what I mean? Um, Jasmine Gong's grape of the week is people littering their disposable masks and shit. Be safe. That's cool. Could you also not be an asshole? I don't need your litter reminding me of pandemics on my dog walks. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Why? First of all, why are you littering them? Why are you? There's a shortage. They're on back order. You can't order them from Amazon. You can't order. There's like, you have to go into like these deep um, medical supply companies to even get this shit. I know because I've been looking to use uh, the money that, that I'm making from these shows to buy some supplies for the hospital around here. So I've been looking into it. They're really hard to find like the, the gowns and like the masks and all this other shit. Don't fucking also, there's a lot of people that can't get them. So now you're, you're having your, your trash is somebody else's salvation. It's not just treasure, you know, dispose of them. Don't be a dick. Dispose of them in a proper way. Or I don't know, fucking reuse them. You know, it's not like you're none of you are conducting surgery. Okay, I do. I do imagine there's going to be an increase in stick and poke tattoos happening for sure. But there is no fucking none of you are surgeons. You're not getting blood on them. It's literally just to keep you from touching your own face because this isn't an airborne illness. Why are you even throwing them away? Anyways, so, yeah. So actually, I think I'm going to go with that. Jasmine Gong, you get gripe of the week. I know the roommate one was good. The roommate one was good. And um, what was the other one that was really good? People browsing at the grocery store, which I really love because I was the problem and the solution on that. Um, 
Now I'm going to give it a Michael Glazer. Michael Glazer, you get gripe of the week for people browsing while grocery shopping. Get your familiar shit and move on. This is no time to stand in the middle of the aisle and be curious about, hmm, the new, is this a new different kind of milk? I didn't know that. But honorable mention for Jasmine Gong because you shouldn't be, don't be a dick. That is one thing that has been nice about this uh, this pandemic situation is people are being nicer to each other. Um... All the shock, the shocky, edgy type comics are talking about how you don't see any feminists talking. What I think is funny is the people that I like to make fun of for that are the people that all the natural stuff people, all the holistic medicine people. Look, man, when I go to Target, when I go to Trader Joe's, when I go to the store, there is everything that has all those harmful chemicals you've been telling people to not use for years are all gone. You know why? Because they kill the germs and all the, you know, the ever fresh and the no parabenes and no, we don't have any. There is no chemicals in this. This is all plant extracts. That shit is fully stocked, my friends. So I just think that's funny. Don't litter. Don't throw your fucking masks on the ground because a lot of people don't have access to them and they're having to wear hankies, you know? All right. Michael Glazer, you get grab of the week because that's really funny and I always love making fun of myself when I when I fucked up. This is uh this actually went better than I thought for me. I hope it was okay for you. Um, email me and tell me if it sucked or not. No sirpod at gmail dot com. Please follow me uh, at the funny Carmen. Um, I'm doing Zoom comedy shows once a week. I'm doing a bastardized version of stand up comedy, and I do create a an environment that I think a lot of people have enjoyed. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. If you guys are interested in that. I'm doing a show every week, um, usually on Saturday. Sometimes I do a different night of the week if there's like a special event or something like I did one with Brad on Wednesday. A little hump day humor. Um, but you'll find all that out. Follow me. Uh, I post about it all the time. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, taking a little bit of time out of your quarantine to consume this uh, this content that I'm creating for you. I love you guys. I'll see you next week, hopefully with a guest. And I won't have to make you endure this again. All right, bye-bye. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 What the fuck is the fucking matter? I'm like a stupid one.
I don't like it.